0: Hey guys, uh, it's Kayla back with another video. So, the topic of today's video is being yourself. Being yourself can be hard, and it's like, aren't I always being myself? And yeah, for sure, but being yourself is like not changing yourself to impress someone else. A lot of people like call me quiet or shy or whatever, but I'm not quiet.
1: Most quiet, Kayla Day.
0: I don't talk a lot at school, but if people talk to me and stuff, they'd find out that I'm, like, really funny and cool and talkative. By the way, I like your shirt a lot. It's, like, so cool. What? One more week of eighth grade, huh? Huh? I said one more week of eighth grade, right? Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, huh. Okay, so growing up can be a little bit scary and weird. We will begin to explore these changing bodies of yours. It's gonna be lit. As always, make sure to share and subscribe to my channel, Gucci.
2: I think you're so cool. Maybe you just need to put yourself out there a
0: little. I'm gonna stop eating with you. If you keep doing this. You said I could say one thing. I'm really like nervous all the time. I try really hard not to feel that way, but you just need to face your fears all them and let people know the real you. Just grab my phone. How to charge you. Yeah, I mean sometimes I charge it too, but my my phone. I just because things are happening right now doesn't mean they're always gonna happen. What was in there? Just to my hopes and dreams. Right. I was a complete mess when I was your age. Really? Eighth grade is the worst. You never know what's next. And that's what makes things exciting and scary and fun. When did you get Snapchat? What grade? Fifth grade? Fifth grade? Uh, what? Yo, yeah. <laughs>
1: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to This Should Have Won an Oscar, a podcast where we talk about films that, get this, should have won Oscars. Connor McPartland alongside Young Brother and co-host Aiden McPartland. Say hi to the people, Aiden. Hello. Today we will, we will be talking about Eighth Grade, released on August 3rd, 2018. It had a budget of $2 million. It made $14 million at the box office, written directed by Bo burnham it stars elsie fisher and josh hamilton aiden why should eighth grade have won an oscar
2: well i'm glad you asked let's i just want to point this out is that i can't think of the top of my head like a more realistic approach to like middle school like in a movie ever you know i think you know like top tier is like this and middle school worst years of my life remember that movie
1: the movie, not the books, the movie. Yeah. Most a, realistic. I picture. think most people would go for the the books and not the movie. <laughs> nah, but okay.
0: Nah, all nah. right, go ahead.
2: But eighth grade is just so like it's just so real, you know? Like I've gone through eighth grade. You've gone through eighth grade. I have. And everything about this movie is just such a real representation of it. And you are like there from the beginning with uh, her character. And you just, like, know who she is off the bat from, like, the first scene you see her in. She's trying to fit in, but also she wants to be her own person. And it's just such a unique approach at it.
1: Yeah, I mean, you're kind of going through this age right now mm-hmm. because you're in ninth grade right yeah. now. Um, So for me to say that they're really bad years, I don't want to say because you're still living them currently. Well, they
2: kind of suck, yeah. It's,
1: it's just, it's everybody's awkward. Yeah.
2: dealing with a lot of stuff you don't know how to deal with
1: and it's represented perfectly it's represented in this movie there's a specific scene in this movie where Elsie fisher's character is invited to a birthday party that she does not want to attend but Mm. her father kind of forces her to attend so she can get out there and and make some friends and it's a pool party and she goes into the bathroom and basically has a panic attack yeah it's And the way it is shot is so incredible.
2: The way she does, like, that scene, too, is so great, too. Like, the way she paces back and forth is just, like, so real.
1: And strokes her hair. Yeah. Oh, my God. This movie
2: is, like, full of little, like, touches Mm -hmm. that would make the movie feel completely different if they weren't there. Like, throughout the movie, like if you're a shy person or an awkward person, you're always like holding your arm. And she does that throughout this movie. Mm -hmm. And like, it's those small details where I'm just like, when she's having a conversation with those uh, high schoolers Mm -hmm. and just like the way she's just kind of like, just there there. and just like giving one word answers is like just such a real thing
1: yeah the also the subtle stuff of like uh doing shooter drills yeah and like kids on their phone during class Mm -hmm. the whole time like it's not like clueless
2: and like no one's paying attention but like it's a it's like just like the right amount of people exactly
1: um bo burnham you know he makes he he really uses the internet to his advantage he Mm -hmm. uses vine and yeah he was
2: a youtuber for a while yeah
1: And then he goes on and does stand up comedy, but I don't know if anyone thought that he had this. I don't think
2: anyone thought that he had this potential. Yeah, you know, it's just he just has such a unique voice, you know.
1: Absolutely, and it's. I mean, I don't know how old he is. He's probably in his late Mm twenties, right? Maybe, maybe thirty, if that. Um, so I mean, he's he's about like fifteen years away from this age, if Mm -hmm. not more. And for him to perfectly encapsulate Yeah, just
2: him having that perfect memory of what actually happens.
1: And to apply it for the new age, right? For, like, Mm -hmm. the age of social media when, you know, there's a whole montage of her just scrolling through social media all night long scrolling through Instagram. I mean, it's it's pretty remarkable how he was able to do that. Yeah,
2: that's another thing about this is that, like, this is a really great modern take of this kind of story. You know? Because even, like, something like Lady Bird was, like, it's set in 2002.
1: Right, that is certainly, like, around the time that Greta Gerwig was going through Mm -hmm, that story and just like the
2: little things like in the opening scene with uh, her voiceover of a YouTube video which is a great opening by the way Mm -hmm. she like spends 20 minutes doing her makeup and then takes one picture and then gets ready you know like it's those little it's like that it's just so real
1: it's and and the improv works with that too because I believe all of those scenes where she's doing the youtube video most yeah, of was, that was yeah, improvised was the Fisher.
2: and like the little stutters that she does in that, mm-hmm. it's like
1: nailing it um the supporting characters in this movie too are so are memorable really so funny pretty. josh hamilton as her father is just so good in this movie He's so
2: good at playing someone who just wants his daughter to like her or to like him yeah and is just trying a little too hard
1: the I love the scene in the mall when she catches that's, him spying. That's an incredible scene. That's, that's great. He's scene. so good in that. Yeah, and then, and then there's just the other kids throughout it's just the school. Every kid in this movie is so good. The there's, kid in the pool, specifically the kid in the that she meets at the pool party. Stole because the movie. <laughs> she obviously has this crush on this kid, and then she kind of finds out towards the end that he's a jerk, and and so she starts to become friendly with this other kid that she met at the mm-hmm. pool party.
2: He's in two scenes, who, and I remember him, <laughs> and, man.
1: And this other, the kid that she has a crush on, he's, like, walking around the pool with his shirt off. And it's supposed to be, like, kind of like, a, you know, an in-love scene. And this other kid is, like, wearing a snorkel. <laughs> he's, he's he's getting up from the water. He's like, I made it to the other end in 20 seconds. It's a record.
2: That might be my favorite scene in the movie. Just, like, that whole pool party, yeah. like, scene. Because then they have, like, a breathing hold competition. Yep,
1: as Aiden called it once, yep.
2: And, like, she's... He's still underwater while she is up and she thinks he's dead for a yeah. second. So she just starts poking him.
1: And then there's the end when he invites her over to his house and he's super he's super polite and yeah. he's like, I have an assortment of chicken nuggets here <laughs> from you that I got at McDonald's. We have regular, we have spicy. It's such
2: an adult like presented movie, but it's like they're still kids. Right. You know? Like they're still doing kid things.
1: Yes, absolutely. And then even even the even the most probably the most dramatic scene in the movie right Yeah. which when she's in the back of the car with the high schooler you know i could imagine reading this a, a script for the first time and thinking that that might seem out of place a little bit yeah but i mean the way it's done the way it's acted and the way bull burnham shoots it mm-hmm. it feels it feels just in feels place necessary. with the rest of the movie like even
2: the aftermath of that was like really well done where just as silent when she's walking into the house was really good yeah
1: yeah so um Let's talk about the Oscars of it all, because this movie got shut out. It got zero nominations. Oh, rough. Elsie Fisher got nominated for a Golden Globe for Actress in a Comedy, lost to Olivia Colman for The Favorite. Well, what
2: are you going to do there? You know,
1: What are you going to do there? So let's go through the Best Picture nominees, because they were Black Panther, Black Klansman, Bohemian Rhapsody, The Favorite, Green Book, Roma, A Star is Born, and Vice. So first of all, only eight nominees. That's rough. And uh I would argue that two of those movies well one of those movies is absolutely awful. Yeah. Absolutely. Bohemian Rhapsody is a terrible movie. And you know, we've talked about on this podcast Green Book, mm. our feeling towards it. Mm-hmm. It's a fine it's, it's fine. fine, it's but fine. it's an extremely safe movie. It's a very Oscar y movie.
2: Yeah, like I feel like the only reason why it was made was like to have the possibility of winning Oscars, probably.
1: And we've also talked about this Oscars year in terms of it wasn't a bad year for movies. It wasn't that bad. It was just the was good a, movies yeah. were never going to get any Oscar. Because like all
2: of the good movies were indie movies. Right. You know, another like huge snub was If Bill Street Could Talk. Right. Exactly. That did get a lot of nominations, but somehow didn't get a Best Picture nomination.
1: Well, and that's the weird one, too, because that feels like it should have gotten the Best I know. Picture nomination. Yeah. Like, because it, it could have been the ninth spot. Exactly. But you also had movies like Annihilation and A Quiet Place. And we've talked about Game Night on this podcast before. Just these movies that might have been better than the Best Picture nominees. Yeah, I think. But we're never going to get any recognition at the award show. Mm -hmm. Um, Best Director that year. So Green Book wins Best Picture. Obviously, we take Apple Human Rhapsody and put in eighth grade in a heartbeat. Uh, best director that year, Alfonso Cuaron, Roma, Spike Lee, Black Klansman, Powell, Pascal, Cold War, Jorgis Lanthimos, The Favorite, Adam McKay, Vice. So this is an interesting one because Alfonso mm-hmm. Cuaron wins for Roma, rightfully so. Obviously. Rightfully. Like if he
2: didn't win, I'd be very yeah, upset. It w- it if would- he
1: didn't win, we would probably be talking about Roma right now. Exactly. Um, because then to not have it also win Best Picture. Mm-hmm. Um but this is an interesting one because Bradley Cooper doesn't get nominated either for yeah. *Stars Born*. Continuing the Academy's hatred they of actors, hate actor directors, Woody Allen or Clint Eastwood. I guess you're just not getting yeah. recognized for directing yourself in a movie. Like, it's also
2: like Ben Affleck not getting nominated for *Argo*. It's just kind of outlandish because he won every other directing award you could imagine.
1: Absolutely. Um, so here's here's the thing, like Adam McKay for *Vice*. I think was just kind of uh, Vice is getting everything else. Like I wonder if it had anything to do with the fact that we'd already seen him get nominated for the Big Short. Yeah, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And I and I really enjoy Vice. It's just it's so. It's such a writing movie, and it's such a set. It focuses. That's every Adam
2: McKay movie. Yeah, everything he does is like I don't pay attention to anything else but the writing.
1: And I don't think he's a bad director. I mean, you recently saw the pilot of Succession. I saw the pilot of Succession, and it was really good. Yeah, really
2: good. But once again, I was like, man, this writing is just great. I think that that's the biggest strong suit of him. He knows what to pick with the writing. You know.
1: Yeah, and and similarly to Succession in Vice, he does blend. The documentary style, mm-hmm. almost yeah. those those, those real really quick, weird zooms. Yeah, those weird zooms. um So, I mean, i I think I would take out Adam McKay and put it put in Bo Burnham for eighth grade. I mean, what what, what do you think? Uh, I'm not
2: so sure because, like, on one hand, I do agree with the fact that I think they nominated him just because he was getting a lot of other nominations. Mm-hmm. I feel like this was especially the year that they were doing that. Yeah, I think that's the only reason why Bohemian Rhapsody got a nomination. Absolutely. But like, has anyone talked about Cold War?
1: Well, that's the thing. I mean, that's the other one you can bring up. It was certainly a surprise. It was a surprise.
2: Not necessarily like a bad surprise. I I mean,
1: nobody has talked about Cold War Mm -hmm. since it came out. However, I have not seen Cold War, but from the shots I have seen of Cold War. It is a
2: directing movie.
1: It's very it's similar to Roma in that it's this black and white international feature, and it does seem to rely on its directing heavily. But you're absolutely right. It was a huge surprise. He wasn't getting any nominations Didn't get anything. or anything else. It
2: was an interesting pick. It was very very uh, out there pick.
1: Right. And and it's one where you're like, I this is like in the middle. This isn't benefiting the Academy yeah. in any way, but it's also not harming the Academy in any way. Here's it's like I-
2: risky, but not risky. It's like Mumford and Sons winning best album.
1: You know, no. it's like
2: kind of you're doing a risky choice, but also it's like not risky at all.
1: Was that for Babel? Yeah. Okay.
2: People say that that is the worst, um, uh, best album
1: win of all time. But that has the only two Muffin and Sons songs at Exactly. No Do you know who is married to the lead singer of Muffin and Sons?
2: Kara Mulligan. Kara Mulligan.
1: Kara yeah. Mulligan. So here's what I will say Alfonso Caron should say, I think mm-hmm. Spike Lee should say, Spike Lee should Klinsman. say he, what
2: he did with Black Kleinsman. He made it. So unique.
1: That is like his most. He took the most risk I've ever seen him yeah. take in his directing career with that. And he's most well known for those shots and do the right thing where they're so up close and they're yeah. like tilted, you know. Yeah. And he wasn't doing any of that. He wasn't time doing time.
2: like I love the fact that it feels like an old cop show. Absolutely. Like that's why I love that movie so much.
1: And then Yorgos Lanthimos should also. I thought with it was favor, the
2: most
1: I don't know. Right. I'm sorry. Anyway, he's not listening. But to my podcast.
2: God, he. he that, The way that movie is presented is one of the weirdest things.
1: I know. It's so, so I think all three of those should say. And then, yeah, you could make the case for either Powell Pascal or Adam McKay take them out. And then also, Barry Jenkins didn't get a nomination. Barry Jenkins didn't get a nomination. That was,
2: that was, that was surprising.
1: Yeah. Um, So let's go to original screenplay. The nominees were The Favorite, First Reformed, Green Book, Roma, and Vice. Green Book won absolute travesty one of the biggest travesties in that decade of the that was when it won
2: i was like this better not win was this the one do you
1: remember was this the one where peter Farrelly held up the peace sign or was that when they won best picture do you remember that when he went up to the camera and kind of went like that
2: i think that was picture
1: um do you remember samuel jackson just kind of like take taking his step back yeah that was a great moment that was great um yeah, this, this definitely should be in here. And it's yeah. kind of crazy to me, um, what are we, we were three years removed that it didn't get a nomination.
2: And it's so crazy, too, because it won the Writers Guild Award. It won yeah. Best yeah. Original Screenplay at the Writers Guild. right? And Bill Burnham had a really funny speech there. Yeah, He said something along the lines of, yeah, have fun at the Oscars, losers.
1: You, I mean, there's no... I, I don't know. Green Honestly, Book is like I would more take- than...
2: I would take out the winner yeah. and put in eighth grade. It's
1: just so much more of an acting movie than anything else. Yeah. And there's nothing in the script that There's jumps nothing out.
2: special about it. Like there's no line of dialogue that's like that's gonna yeah. stick in my head forever.
1: And arguably the story is the most controversial part of the movie. Exactly. Right? The way they, they made go up about so
2: it. many things. Yeah.
1: They made up so many things. And then they, they kind of made
2: Mahershall Ali's character kind of a jerk a little bit. Because when you read about right. what he actually what he actually was in real life and how he was so like i don't know how to describe it but he was really with the black community exactly you know? yeah
1: they made it seem like he was he was so far from distant it and didn't understand it when you know the family comes out and says no actually no, he, he was, was really, really immersed yeah. in the community yeah. at the time so yeah i would easily i would easily take that out absolutely and put it would grade.
2: would you have eighth grade win
1: that's a good question, because oh, it's
2: if you take that's out a tough I, category, if, if you, you take out green book, it is a really good writing
1: category. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, because to me in the moment, I thought The Favourite should have won. Mm-hmm. And then I watched First Reformed and I was like, wow, that's that's pretty <laughs> close. <sighs> It's, I I I. It's Once again, so...
2: this is why I'm con- I'm a little confused on what screenplay is. Is it the best idea for a movie, or is it like the best dialogue,
1: the and best writing? execution yeah. of the script? Yeah, that's the thing. To me, it would still be close between the favorite or eighth grade. I might give the favorite a little, a little. Yeah, because
2: uh... like that movie is so strange. But like, so it's like I think that was Yorgurth Lancymo's like first writing credit that he had on a movie.
1: Yeah, probably. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, it, it would just barely squeeze by mm-hmm. for me. And then Best Actress, uh, Yalitza Afrasio for Roma. I know I mispronounced that. I, I had to mispronounce it the entirety of, of that <laughs> Oscars. Uh, for Roma, Glenn Close, The Wife. Olivia Coleman, The Favorite. Lady Gaga, Star Is Born. Melissa McCarthy, Can You Ever Forgive Me? Olivia Coleman wins in what is still the most shocking upset yeah. I think, in the last Dude, century, maybe. The in Oscars. the moment.
2: That was incredible.
1: Could you argue that that was the biggest since Crash won over Brokeback Mountain? Ooh, Oh, yeah. You could probably make that
2: argument. Of any Oscar winner? Of any Oscar winner. Of any Oscar all. winner. Probably. Yeah. Because Glenn Close literally won everything but the BAFTA. This
1: was going to be her. This was this going to be her. Sorry.
2: Everything just made sense. She was yeah. winning. She won the SAG. She won the Golden Globe drama actress. Mm-hmm. The only thing Coleman won was the comedy Golden Globe yeah. and the BAFTA. And Rachel Wise also won the Baptist. so that's exactly. why I was like, "Oh, they're leaning a little we, bit more to, yeah.
1: you know, their homeland." Exactly. This would be like if, like, I don't know, like the Patriot, like, won, or or some like super American movie, yeah, won everything. Um, I, well, I'm I'm <laughs> acting like this because I'm trying to think of the wife and how we're never gonna talk about that movie ever again. We've
2: never talked. No one's. Ta- I feel like even when it was out. No one was talking about it when Coleman went. Not Coleman. Close was winning every mm-hmm. award. No one was talking about. Nobody
1: was like, "I need to go out and see that movie, yeah, so I can see why she's winning all these awards." It's crazy to me. I would put her in, and I don't know if she would win because it's a super tough. Co- it's like a almost a perfect category at that point. If you yeah. take Glenn Close out, oh my god, for the wife.
2: Alicia Africa was a really good surprise.
1: She was so great. Because I watched
2: Roma, and I was like, how is she not getting, like, any award yeah. nominations? She's so good in this. Yeah. And I I forgot who the other person who was going to be in this category was.
1: Yeah, I forgot, too. But, I mean, here's the thing. I mean, you know, the Hollywood Foreign Press was was, was not going to They weren't going to nominate her.
2: I wasn't really hearing about that. Yeah. But I was like,
1: wow, oh, the Stags aren't nominating her? And, like, yeah. the
2: BAFTA wasn't nominating her? And I was like, well, I guess she's just like, out," oh, which kind of sucked. And then... Nominations came out, and like I was simultaneously hating those nominations, but then I love some of the nominations.
1: Um, do if Elsie Fisher is in here, it does, does it still go to Coleman? You think? I think so,
2: but then again, I every every time we talk about Coleman winning, it always brings up the conversation. She's not the lead actress in that movie, yeah, she's not the lead.
1: Like, this to me is going to be uh, Lady Gaga should have won. I feel like looking back on it, I feel like probably. I, I mean,
2: I do think that maybe uh, A Star is Born probably should have won all three acting categories. Yeah. Looking back on probably. it. Probably. Because they were all, like,
1: runner-ups. That's one that we're going to have to bend the rules for. Because it did not technically only win one Oscar. It right? did win the song. That doesn't even count. That doesn't like even that, count, That really. It's like,
2: what else was going to win? I don't even remember any other.
1: Like, I don't remember that either. Black Panther song. I don't remember loved that song. So
2: I love Kendrick Lamar. I don't care for that song. Yeah.
1: Um, and then finally, supporting actor, oh, man. Mahershala Ali, Green Book, Adam Driver, Black Klansman, Sam Elliott, a star is born, Richard E. Grant, can you ever forgive me, Sam Rockwell, Vice. Could you make the case for Josh Hamilton? He that has
2: barely any scenes in this movie, but he makes every scene work. He's so good at just being so desperate mm-hmm. to like be liked yeah. by his own daughter. Like the scene where he's talking about, I thought you hated bananas. I wrote it down actually. Yeah, I think yeah. it's just so he's so funny, but like he's so it's kind of like heartbreaking mm-hmm. sometimes, like in the scene where she's burning um, uh, I think a box.
1: Her time capsule. Her time
2: capsule. And he's so good in that scene. Yeah.
1: Here here's the, the point I would make to it. Sam Elliott is not in a Star is born for that long. He's the runtime. I
2: remember the first time I saw a Star is Born, I was like, he got nominated for that. Yeah.
1: Sam Rockwell is not in Vice for that long. I think he's in maybe three or four scenes, and he doesn't show up until like 45 minutes mm-hmm. into the movie.
2: Yeah, this was really a, a year where you're barely in the movie for a supporting actor, you yeah. know? Like Richard E. Grant, I think, probably had one of the more
1: mm-hmm. like
2: in the movie things.
1: Yeah, and even then, it's like yeah. he, he does go away for most of that third act, right? Mm-hmm. When they're When they're fighting, and then Adam Driver, too, just kind of pops in and out. Adam Driver is and, so good. He's really him. good. He's I wouldn't so good take him out, but. Dude, um, imagine if Adam Driver won for
2: this. <laughs> I uh, oh my gosh!
0: I, I still so, think he should I remember being story. like,
2: "Wow, this is like Adam Driver's apex. He can't go any more higher." And then, and then one year later, makes marriage yeah, story, and yeah. I was like, "He has nowhere to go, but that.
1: So oddly enough, the person who's in their movie the most, Mahershal <laughs> Ali, I also think is the weakest
2: F- performance. I think,
1: yeah, maybe I. I mean, you can make the case Sam Rockwell. I th- I thought Sam Rockwell was really good as George W. Bush. I liked how he didn't do the Will Ferrell thing of making him an idiot, mm. but it was also kind
2: of—it it seemed like an SNL performance.
1: It did. Like the the scene that I think they used was when he's eating like chicken wings while talking to Christian Bale, mm-hmm. and that's a really good scene in the movie. But Mahershala Ali is just so, especially after you watch Moonlight and you see what I he know, can do in
2: Moonlight. How did like okay. Too the fact that he won is, like, still the most shocking thing. Because, once again, he's only in one act
1: he's of that in, movie. Yeah, yeah.
2: But, and then you go to this movie, and he's in it a lot more. But he's literally doing nothing.
1: Yeah, he's, and that's just the the writing. That's yeah. a full of the writing. But I, I would make the case for Josh Hamilton.
2: You can make the case for Josh Hamilton, Do absolutely.
1: You, is there any other ones? I, I think we hit all the major ones, right? All the major categories. Yeah, I think
2: we made all the major ones. What about that kid
1: in the pool, best supporting actor? I mean, they, there needs to be a best cameo. Category. Absolutely.
2: There should be best five minutes in a yeah. movie.
1: Because, you know, I think um, the kid in Jojo Rabbit should have won it last Probably year. Probably should have, yeah. Everybody would say what's her name in uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood.
2: Yeah, she's great in that. Like, I've come to like be like, wow, okay. that's really good. But
1: She's good, but she's everyone is declaring that she was yeah. robbed of a support. I remember trophy.
2: reading something and uh, uh, the kid from Jojo Rabbit, Roman something, I yeah. name won the critics choice for best kid performance and i read something where i was like oh but that girl in once upon a time in hollywood should have won and i feel like they didn't watch jojo rabbit
1: did you not see did you not awesome awesome see how great he movie? was in
2: that movie um, that might be another movie we might have to bend the rules a little bit just to talk about
1: you, you can do so many
2: from last year that we can bend the rules Dude. for marriage oh, story little
1: women i mean <sighs> such a tons. great
2: year for movies
1: um any final thoughts on eighth grade
2: i can't think of another real movie I think every middle life, every, schooler, every yeah, this movie. I feel like I feel like every human should watch this movie. It will bring you back to that time, and mm-hmm. maybe you'll hate it for that. Yeah, but like it'll be. Worth Someone
1: that. called that bathroom scene the greatest horror scene of 2018. It was, even I, though Hereditary, if, even like though A
2: Quiet Place came yeah. out.
1: Do you think if this movie lands on Netflix tomorrow, it's in the number one spot for like two weeks?
2: I feel like it will at least be in the top ten. I, I honestly. I feel as though if it does go on Netflix a lot more like parents will be showing this to their children mm-hmm. and like a lot more teachers will. Pro- I feel like this is a, a a teacher school movie
1: it's really an appropriate movie I absolutely mean, I can't yeah there's it, it might be pg-13 but it might also yeah. be pg I mean even, I, I think it's pg-13
2: mainly even, because of that car scene yeah
1: exactly and even that's not too bad yeah, but like it's a swift it's like it's under a, 90 minutes it's a swift easy movie to watch it's yeah. like
2: it's, it's kind of sad but it's also hilarious like even though it, this like shooting drill scene mm-hmm. in general is pretty depressing yeah but that quick cut of just that girl talking is <laughs> into fisher yeah. and she's painted a bullet hole in her head yeah. is really dark but it it's got me <laughs> really it made hard. me laugh for like two minutes just because of how quickly
1: it was done you know that reminds me of i think you've seen the this, have you seen this bit of over stand up when he's doing um when he's doing like white people's favorite stuff and he does the peanut <laughs> butter and he makes the audience yield jelly and then he does that for uh salt and vinegar but i'll let you fill in the rest of the joke here <laughs> that's really dark but that, dude like, it's oh my god now. um and it's it's an easy movie but not like an easy movie like i can just refresh my twitter while i watch it type mm-hmm, of movie yeah. it's not a phone it, movie. it's engaging yeah it's engaging um well thank you so much for listening to this episode of this The next movie we are going to be talking about is The Master, 2012, The Master. So stay tuned for that. Thanks for listening.